Hey, what's happening, you guys? And welcome to the Icon Blueprint Facebook page. Today, I am excited as we have the one and only Coach Jill, who I have had the pleasure of knowing for many years now, who is not only a registered nurse, but a board-certified wellness coach, she is an uh, Olympic lifting superwoman. Uh, she is a joyful, wonderful woman to be around. And she is a seventh generation of Aden, which is one of the things that's near and dear to my heart. So without further ado, I would like to invite Coach Jill to the show. Thanks, Jill. I appreciate you having me and uh, for all of your flexibility this morning. So to catch up uh, your listeners is yes. my babysitting just fell through within just 15 minutes ago. So it's uh, probably one of the things we'll talk about is the uh, uncontrollables in your life and the reactions that you, you make yes. towards them. So this is me still deep breathing. Yes. <laughs> calming back yes. down. But it's okay. And I actually called up the hubs, and now he's got babe for the next hour. So no way! Look Mama's at that. Mama's hands free. Teamwork. I know. <laughs> I saw you. You're, you're kind of like you're walking around, you know. Uh, and, and just to catch up the listeners, Jill called me and she said, "Oh my gosh, you know my my babysitter," and, and, and I'm telling her, "Hey, you know what? This is it's almost kind of perfect for the show." Is talking about like, hey, the uncontrollable things is being being a mom. And uh, she was able to get home and get a husband and get the and she here she is. <laughs> and five minutes before the show, too, like she had she still had plenty of time. And we had some technical like audio issues and we figured it out even right? before it started. So I'm, that just shows you how versatile you are, my friend. And that, that is awesome. OK, so the first thing I really want to dive into is I want to talk about you because I like talking about you because you are a very intriguing, interesting person, and I think people need to know more about you. Tell me first and foremost, I love your very first statement in your biography. You say, I'm a seventh generation of Adam. Mm. If anyone knows me, I throw that around as well. I'm not a seventh, I'm a fourth generation of Adam. Um, but t tell me, you put that as your number one thing in the very beginning. What does it mean to you to be a, a seventh generation of Aden? I think that you're the first person to ever ask me that. Um, having deep roots and knowing where you come from has an impact of knowing of where you're going. Mm. Mm. Gosh, does that just come from the top of the head? It, it just did. I don't, I don't know. I think I have like some adrenaline from like yeah, yeah. getting out from my morning. <laughs> but the clarity. So I'm firing. I'm firing on, on all cylinders. You are firing on all cylinders. I freaking love that. I love that. I, I, totally, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. And I think it, it's amazing that, that your family has been in this state for so long. I mean, for me, going back with, you know, my family and tracing my family lines and stuff is it's really cool to see that the history of it. For sure. And knowing, you know, in how you coach in a holistic realm, yeah. knowing where you come from culturally really has an impact on your health and how you right. view it right. and how you are brought up as a child, how your parents were brought up as a child. Right has so much to do with it. And we're learning, I speak to my birthing people and epigenetics mm. is a fast and furious part of science right now. And how the baby in your womb is infected, affected by your own mother. Like it, the passed down effect is just crazy. And mm. being a part of Nevada, it's not just your culture and history, but also our environment and living in the desert and the things that come with that and not necessarily being around the freshest of 
fruits and vegetables mm. that we really struggle with that in sure. our specific area, I believe. Sure. But there's also hunting and yeah, fresh yeah. game yes. or, you know, my family is Basque and they were sheep herders. So yes. all that very much plays a part of who we are as a person. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's actually interesting. I'm, I, I want to ask you about that because it just popped in my head. So are, are you saying like, say, you know, you were a seventh generation of Adam, right? So that means your child's an eighth generation of Adam? Yes. And so say that... That's crazy. That's crazy. That's insane. <laughs> so say that you <laughs> ended up going to like Florida and you started living in Florida before you had your baby. Would that have any effect on the child in terms of completely changing the environment from like a high desert into like a very like you know, different foods, a different environment, different everything. I am going to say yes. Whether yeah. we have scientific evidence to prove and back my yes, uh, I am not sure, but sure. I also am very much aware of how much our environment yeah. can affect our hormones and that if we are living in a toxic environment, if we are breathing right. in, certain things uh you know i live down in south reno where it used to be like an old mining pit and there's been shown to be higher mercury levels and like i don't know yeah i don't know if we'll know how that is affecting me my family or sure. Sure. how we're seeing more cancers like there's uh -huh. just so much i think that we don't know that we know the surface yeah of and we won't know i don't think until my son's yeah. generation yeah yeah i i totally agree i mean you know our environment is is vital you know not only in our our physical health but also our mental health you know if we're living in an environment that we do not like we're living in a big city and we hate big cities and so on and so forth that's gonna as as you know and as we we talk about like that's gonna affect your hormones and that's gonna affect your stress levels and that's gonna affect your overall health in general so yeah. that, that's that's really intriguing okay so Continuing on with you. So what I know about you and to give the listeners a little bit of, of info is um, Jill and I got to know each other through CrossFit. She wasn't always a CrossFitter. Her husband, Kirk, <laughs> was the main CrossFitter and he was the first person I met. And then I met Jill. And I think Jill, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Jill, okay. I think Jill started CrossFit just because Kirk was better than her at it and she wanted to become the the dominant CrossFitter. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, you have always been a very competitive athlete. Is this true? Very true. Yes. And so tell me the sports that, 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 you, that you played. Let's just give kind of a quick recap because I think it is important for people to understand like your background in athletics um, up to this point. So the longest sport that I was a part of was competitive softball. And I started softball when I was five years old, played all the way up until I was a sophomore in high school. I, you know, I played so hard, I got burnt out. So by the time mm. that I was a freshman, played varsity, uh, I tried out my sophomore year and I was just like over it. I wanted to actually go to the other side of the field and run around in a circle with my friends and yes. run track. Yes. So sophomore year went and tried out for the track team. Turns out uh, sprinting was my main game. And I went to state in four events from my sophomore to senior year in high school. Alongside of that, I also was a cheerleader. So as a three sport athlete all the way wow. through high school, I went to state nationals in every single sport that I have ever been a part of. Mm. Uh, so I don't know how to not be the best <laughs> and kind of a can be a struggle. Totally. Uh, beautiful thing, but also, uh, yeah, the pendulum can swing the other way. And I ended up cheerleading all the way through college, all four years, captain of my senior year. Uh, not sure how anybody feels about Kaepernick these days. Love the guy. Yeah. Cheered during his same four years. And right. since then, I that is where our journeys kind of meet through mm -hmm. CrossFit. And yeah. I was a very lost athlete. And I didn't know how to stop that mindset after 
20 years of, you know, that, I'm the youngest competitive mindset. my whole family. I've always mm-hmm. been a competitor, you know, yeah. when you have a big family and you're the youngest, you have yeah. to compete. Otherwise, yes. yeah. <laughs> you're not even going to eat. Totally. And <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, CrossFit came along and it was a huge challenge. It reminded me of learning how to do the snatch and clean and jerk reminded me of what it was like to learn how to tumble and do really difficult acrobatic Mm. gymnastics Mm -hmm. skills Mm -hmm. and it really spoke to that part of me of i love to train just as i much love to show up for the day of competition yes and that's what made you such a good competitor is the the way that, that you trained i mean we i wouldn't say we trained together i I was by We've your... exercised together. There we go. Yeah, let's, let's just put that away. <laughs> I was by Jill when she was two or three rounds ahead of me. Um, and we were doing the same weight. Uh, but that, 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 com- that competitive uh, um, mindset you have always had. And, and you continued with that, that mindset with your education towards what you were super passionate about. So th- so now we, we graduate college, right? You're in CrossFit, that's giving you kind of that itch, but there's still something more that, that you are wanting and you kept the gas pedal down. So c- kind of tell us what you did um, for going towards your career. So I graduated with my first degree in public health and this was, you know, right at the last crash. Like there wasn't a job in right. sight yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the world of public health. And <laughs> 10 years later, it turns out we're really seeing that uh, public health isn't at the top of our radars. Yes. So really quite interesting how right. this is all coming full yeah. circle. Mm-hmm. And I was looking into applying to physical therapy school. I was getting extensive hours. I was a teaching assistant for the kinesiology lab at the university. Uh, I really love rehab and how it was also applying to me within CrossFit and the weird aches and pains that were coming out that were injuries that I had had probably my entire life. Uh, CrossFit just really brought them to the surface. And with that, one of my patients uh she had a double knee replacement so we really got to know each other over time well she was a professor and a nurse working at the university and she was like you don't want to go to pt school you don't want to go to PS school you need to become a nurse and i was like do i do i need to go back to school and it laid on me for about a year and i made the decision to apply and the Orvis School of Nursing at the University of Nevada is like top notch. They want you to succeed. And I was immediately brought in with open arms, uh, graduated, started as a new grad in the ICU. And within my first year, I, was, I called myself the black unicorn because uh, the <laughs> things that I saw in my first year of nursing were not necessarily the same thing things as the other new grads that I was starting with and my friends. I was like, guys, this is really heavy. I had 12 deaths in a row. Uh, so that's about a month long. Uh, and, yeah. you know, in the ICU, you, you see you see death in different ways. And I began to see myself change, that I was losing this human side to me that I was starting mm-hmm. to really having to compartmentalize this, which you have to, as a healthcare yeah. worker, you have to yeah. compartmentalize some of these things in order to do your job. That if you are always feeling all of the emotions, uh, you know, there's a balance that you're not going to be able to show up and see things logically. And right. every single one of those deaths really affected me in big ways. And so many people I would hand the education packet to, to only see them return. Yeah. And from things that we can control, manage, that we can cure chronic illness, which is, we used to actually believe just like 30 years ago that we couldn't cure chronic illness. Yeah. We can can literally reverse and overcome. And I began searching for more in my 
role as a nurse. And that is where I began my journey to become a board certified holistic nurse coach. I call myself a wellness coach or a life coach yeah. uh, to make it a little bit more digestible because when I say nurse coach, which is my true title, people right. think that I coach nurses, which I can, uh, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But I, mean, okay. but I have since kind of niched down into coaching uh, my birthing people and through the motherhood transition. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's so interesting that you that you bring up, you know, being able to digest death is, you know, very, it, it's a process, right? Um, I, I volunteered for the Solace Tree for four years and that that's dealing grief. That's grief, right? The loss of life of people that are very close to you. And, you know, I remember actually when you first started and you were doing graveyards, right? And you were going through that. And I remember us actually talking about it. And for the first time of knowing you, I could see there was this drain, right? Because you guys, if you ever get the the pleasure of being able to to meet Jill, she is so full of life. If you see, if you saw her picture that I posted, that is who she is. And to see you at that point of like, whoa, there's a little, there's a, there's like a weight on your ankles. Like I could see you still trying to be that same Jill, right? But it was taking a little bit more effort to be to be that person, and. Um, it's interesting that you tell that story now because I'm literally like going back to like, it was like after the workout and we were, I knew exactly where we were sitting and this, it all just connected the dots and, and that can be pretty heavy. And, and would you say that's one of the, one of the reasons in which you kind of pivoted to where you're at now? For sure. And I appreciate you, uh, you know, acknowledging that, you know, I kind of, as you're explaining that I get a little like choked up because there are really specific conversations that I had with my patients of yeah. sitting on the edge of their hospital bed as they're, you don't necessarily get to talk to many of your patients in the ICU. You, a lot yeah. of them can be on a ventilator. And there was one particular one of a woman dying of cancer and that one conversation directly in, was the huge pivot in my life wow. that I, I canceled my big white wedding and Kirk and I threw just a big party within a I couple of months. That. People actually assumed, people assumed that I was pregnant because I was just like, nope, no more, not doing it. Yeah. No more. I don't, that actually doesn't fit my values right now and what is important to me. And nice. Yeah, it was dark when you're having to, I was having to medicate myself in order to sleep because yeah. night shift just wrecks you. And yes. I am not, I am a morning person. You're uh -huh. catching me at my prime. 10 yes. a.m. is like on, on, I yeah. am on. So to be forcing my body to sleep during these times and I was missing out on family functions. And just like we talked about with family and where you come from, I was upside down, backwards. Yes. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. And so, and, and then, so this is a perfect transition, right? So then you, you, you kind of have these, these thoughts and you're like, well, wait a second, there has to be a pivotal change. And what I talk to a lot of my clients about, right, is if you want massive results, you have to make massive changes, right? You have, it's not just this little like, oh, okay, well, I, I still kind of want this, you know, but I really want this, but I don't want to give up this, right? It's that huge decision. Like, no, we're not going to spend $20,000 on a wedding. Come on, friends. Yeah. Like, we'll pay for the photographer to take a bunch of smiling faces, right? And I remember yeah. seeing your pictures, and I was just like, wow, that looked like an amazing time, you know? Um, and so you made a massive change, and you started your own business. So give us kind of a rundown of your business and, and what you do and who you work with. Yes, you know, messy action is better than no action yes. and yes. so many oh i'm taking that I, I am always you know i'm i'm speaking to my platform is speaking to my birthing people and moms so that's kind of my my context of my storytelling mm. i suppose yeah but i became so within i be then began coaching within crossfit and i was having my friends family my 
sister, my sister-in-law, they were all going through the motherhood transition and they would ask me things about within physical fitness and mm -hmm. I didn't have the answers mm -hmm. and yeah. I didn't feel like I should be giving them any sort of advice or suggestions when I just really didn't know. So I went searching and I became a pre and postnatal fitness um, specialist after getting my birth fit certification, yeah. uh, along with coaching Olympic weightlifting and within CrossFit yeah. and my personal training. It's all kind of like piling piling on the layers of knowledge. And I really saw some deep emotional changes, not just physically in my sister, sister-in-law, my friends. And it was huge. I was seeing depression, anxiety, yeah. and these are things that I screen for as a nurse. And at my birth fit seminar, we did a lot of mindset work. And it really flipped the switch of like, wait, this is big. This is way bigger right. than what we are making it. And at the same time, I was doing a ton of pro bono hours to sit for my board examination. Right. And I coached men, women, family, not yeah. family. I coached yeah. Yeah. anyone who was willing to take it. And so many people are like, they will take all the free coaching. Totally. And I began to see how just small little steps can create such a ripple effect in people's lives. And my business started out as just a side hustle. I was helping one or I was saying I'm saving yeah. one mom at a time. Yeah. And because that's all I could do because I was still working in the hospital. I couldn't yeah. quite see is this a full-time gig for me? I'm not really right. sure. And the more that I began to coach women, getting more experience, uh, I then became pregnant, saw my own needs. It really pushed that this is beyond needed. Yes. And it finally spoke to me of like, this is what I meant to do as yes. a nurse. Finally. Yes. All, I'm almost 32 and I'm like, dang, it's been a long road, but yes. we're here. And I, you know, and it might change. Who knows? Sure. But sure. as of right now, it, it feels good. And to finally find the people that I am meant to serve. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the things that I, that I always say is like, you can make money anyway right? You just have to find a need and, oh, and sure. fill it, right? And so people have, there's the hell and the heaven, right? It could be like, I hate zipping up my jacket. The hell is zipping up. I hate zippers, right? So somebody made buttons. Yeah, that's how they figured yeah. it out. And they're like, oh my God, you, say, you solved that. my hell, right? So if I was going to say to you, and I think and particularly you going through your birth, right, and having that kind of light bulb mo moment, what is the hell that your clients are going through? And what is the heaven that you take them to, right? What is the struggles that they face that you go, I know it, and I have I have it, right? You you're, Talk about a trauma nurse, right? Your neck is gushing blood, and I'm a neck gushing blood specialist right? <laughs> what is their gushing neck kind of syndrome um, in which there isn't a, there, there's a need but isn't being filled and you stepped in and filled it. So what, 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 what is that, if that all made sense? So <laughs> it's so funny that you then went to the blood because the, the zipper and the buttons actually speaks to mothers quite well in the middle of the night diaper changes that yeah. only zips. There only are zips. only zips. Don't you ever buy a mother pajamas with buttons okay. don't ever do that okay that's Put getting that written down. down too i'm writing it write yeah. it down right don't, now <laughs> don't you dare and if somebody tells you they want the butt they want the button pajamas they're lying they don't yep. know what they're talking about liars um the the heaven and hell of motherhood so you speak so i would say the hell is loss of self and this is more of 
pregnancy gives you a glimpse in your change, but birth and postpartum is, I think, one of the most radical changes that can happen in any human's life. And the eyes are no longer on mom. They're on baby. Right. And mom's sitting back like, hey, still here. Yeah. Like, I still have wants and needs. Mm. And I still need support. Nobody's asking, hey, mom, how are you? It's, how's baby? Mm. And you're like, good. Are they sleeping? And you're like, yeah. Yeah, 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 but like yeah. nobody's asking. Hey, are you are, are you sleeping? Yeah. How, like, how are you handling this transition? Yeah. And whether you are a stay-at-home mom, stay-at-home working mom, which is what our pandemic has like really shoved onto the already overwhelming load of motherhood. Yeah. Or if you're a working mom, there's just like our society throws so much guilt onto the mom of right and wrong and breastfeeding formula that there feels like there's already not a, a minute, just one minute for mom to be able to sit in her own space to know who she is anymore. Right. That you literally have to keep another human alive. Yeah. And that is a big job. Yes. Therefore the minute to know who you are, to be able to take that big deep breath of like, what are my hobbies? I don't know. I haven't done them in a year. Oh, <laughs> you know, I, right. <laughs> I have no idea. So that's where I come in as a coach to, you know, I'm all about preventative healthcare. And my goal is to catch you in your first pregnancy to help guide you into support systems that are going to fuel you because what helps me doesn't help you. Mm. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like love languages is a big thing right. that yeah. I value quality time, but you might need physical touch and pe- you might need those hugs. And this pandemic may be really laying heavy on you. Big time, right? If you yeah. aren't receiving hugs from loved ones. Or, um, you know, physically distancing from people, even at a restaurant. Like, it's just creating a lot of disconnect. And I love to coach mothers into finding what it is that they truly need and want. And needs on the most basic human level. In that they need to demand more for themselves that a shower, while yes, it is self-care. Yes. That is a basic human right of hygiene. And you should get more than a 10 to 15 minute shower once a week. Week. That brushing your hair can happen every day. Mm. And to ask for help in the realm of meal planning. Mm-hmm. and food prep and yes. keeping the house clean it like they sound so simple when you say yeah. it out loud you're like what where, where are all the people helping They're like right. it takes a village and people are like where's yeah. my village yeah the tumbleweed goes it. by <laughs> <laughs> right so helping create support in that and people always assume well that support has to come from my family or my friends, right? And I'm like, no, no, you can no. Search for them elsewhere. If yeah. they're not there, find them somewhere else. Whether you need to join a gym, if you need to go see a therapist or yeah. a counselor, yeah. I think that that helps combine what I do in such a great way, I agree. and that their scope of practice really can help drive home healing yes. in the postpartum period. And pay for support. I paid for a birth and postpartum doula to help give me support that's like not on the inside of the box. I want somebody to actually give me advice that like doesn't care. That's not going to have a weird filter or uh, I don't know. I had a midwife that checked on me at two weeks, four weeks, six weeks. 
that is way more than the one OB appointment at six weeks postpartum that's maybe 10 minutes. Right, right, right. Wait, so what is a, did you say a doula? A doula, yes. Okay, so, so fill me explain in. Explain what they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So a lot of people will get this confused. So a midwife yeah. is someone who can actually bring baby hands-on, right. okay. help the birthing person, bring baby to earth. Okay. A doula is just a support person. So as a birth doula, they can help you with uh, pain management, comfort measures, mm. uh, more mental, physical support, helping. They can be at a home birth. They can be in a hospital and they can help you advocate for yourself and what your needs are, yeah. which is huge, huge to have an advocate in that time because your brain has gone primal and you can't think clearly. I love that. I love that. <laughs> That's a great way to explain your brain has gone primal. I love it. Okay. I love it. I love it. Um, a, a lot of that stuff you touch into it. And I, I, I want to ask you this because a lot of that makes incredible sense. So, you know, I always say everyone should have a coach. Everyone. There's, yes. if, you everyone. if you think that you have your SHIT together and you don't need a coach, you need it the most. You need it the yes. most, right? Because the top people in the world pay, we're not talking like, oh, $1,000 a month. We're talking fifty, dollars $100,000, $250,000 for their own yeah coach oh yeah life coach yeah. right um mm-hmm. and that's i think it's so vitally important so we're talking post and i know that 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 this is a lot right we're talking life after birth but i think you touched on something that i i couldn't help but thinking that even before the baby comes it's about the baby right well i'm eating this way for the baby well, I'm doing this exercise for the baby. I'm do it's always about the baby. The baby, the baby, the baby, the baby, the baby, right? How's the baby doing? Mm-hmm. Is the baby kicking? Is that the, you know, so on and so forth. Yes. Uh and so I, I think and you're gonna know a lot more than I I will on this, but it, I think it almost starts at at that point, right? Of like it that becomes this massive how's the baby? What's everything with the baby and so on and so forth. But, you know, what about the possibility of the mom having diabetes? Or her blood pressure being up, right? Or her not sleeping well at night, right? Or not getting her having anxiety or stress, right? So on and so forth. I didn't, I didn't start recognizing that until I started coaching um, some pregnant women, and just doing my normal life coaching, going, whoa, like well, I didn't know those things. Nobody tells me about those things. Nobody talks about those mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, what my importance is. You right? Of course, you are taking care of the baby, but my, my, my importance is you. So let's talk about how I can support you through, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, diabetes during pregnancy, ju- ju- the diet, gestational, gestational, gestational diabetes, gestational <laughs> di- diabetes, right? Uh, words are hard. Yeah, words are hard. Well, I leave, I, I leave it up to you because you're the, you're the pro when it comes to that field for sure. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I had a client, uh, or currently have a client going through that. Yeah. And my biggest focus is, hey, you, you'll take care of the baby, but you're, you're my biggest focus, right? How can I hold you accountable, right? Send me pictures of your yes. meals, right? Let's, it's me yeah. and you, let's work together. So to, to, to come back on that, do you feel that that starts even before the child comes, that mentality and that attitude? And if you work with women before birth, how do you, how do you prime that? attitude or how do you help them to refocus and ask for help and, and, and take it on? You know, and it's really difficult. I'm sure, you know, making that switch mentally takes so much. And part of it is that, you know, our external world Mm -hmm. culturally, like those are the questions that we've all been primed to ask. Yes. How's baby sleeping? Like, how's baby? Like, those are all like, they're learned. Yeah. And so unlearning those questions is, it's hard. Right. It takes a lot of work. And Mm -hmm. I even catch myself asking 
weird questions and I have to like pause like I'm sorry this is actually what I meant that just came out yes auto automatically mm -hmm. but yes I mean I say that I want to catch my mama's in pregnancy but preconception is way better mm. uh, because you should be taking prenatal vitamins at least three months before you conceive at a minimum right your health and wellness leading up to now so this isn't just moms this is also for if you have any men watching this i don't yeah, know if you are yeah, oh yeah they'll, they'll be your health your health also matters nice can yeah, you see yeah, me yeah, yeah, it yeah, matters yeah. yes <laughs> yes 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 so this is the this is the heavy load of motherhood before people or while they're trying to conceive is that infertility is always blamed on the female. Your sperm, gentlemen, also plays a huge role. No, so, no. No, what? It's crazy. Your sleep, your caffeine use, mm -hmm. how you eat, mm -hmm. all of it. A alcohol how, use. Who you are as a person is, mm -hmm. yes, is, is so big and Changing that mindset that, mom, you are important. This takes work and a lot of time. And sometimes it's just taking small steps in self-care and realizing, hey, that, that felt good. Yeah. And success breeds success. Yes. And that you just have to create a snowball effect. Mm. And, you know, I have a mom right now that's, hard she okay. is a struggle and sure. i gosh i love it i yeah. love i love the how challenge. difficult yeah. it is uh -huh. and one week i was like i typically don't tell people what to do we co-create agreements and i decided i was like you know what i'm telling you this week your mantra every day when you wake up is you are a priority in your own life mm. every day Every minute, I'm going to call you. I'm going to text you. Yep. I'm going to be on you like white on rice. Yes, yes. <laughs> and and she responds to that. She's like, actually, I really like that. And like finding what that is that's going to create action is what makes coaching fun. Yes. Because there is no A plus B equals C. We are not robots. We are dynamic and complex. So finding that is what makes our job fun and also difficult because yes. we want the, uh, you know, I shouldn't be tied to people's results, but right. I want results for people. <laughs> right. Yes. 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 Well, that, I mean, that's what we're doing, right? We're, we're trying, yeah. we're trying to coach and trying to, to, to make people, uh, happy and healthy. Heck yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, totally. I, 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 I completely agree. And, you know, I think we were touching on this just the other day when we were talking about like, you know, when people are going like, okay, well, tell me my, my meal plan, right. And give me my workout regimen, you know? And I'm like, what? Well, no, 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 we're, 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 we're changing the habits here. Right. And it is not just, Hey, this is that meal plan, right? You can go online, get yourself a meal plan if that's what you want to do. Right? right, but you'll be right. You'll be right back to where you were before because it is such a mindset, right? And we do have to work on that. And so, um, I, I think it's I I wanted to bring that up due to the fact that I think it's really, really, really important mindset with you know birth, with regular life, with your relationships, so on and so forth. Right, having the right mindset, we don't we don't push that enough, right? We don't. People don't practice their clarity, you know, vision every day. They don't practice their, what is my core values again? These are my core values. And so therefore this, when it's a tough decision, it's easy to make because I know my core values because I tell myself every, we're priming ourselves every single day. It's like going to work or exercising or going to school. The more you do it, the smarter you become, the better, more successful you get in your job, the the more fit that you get with your body. But we just leave our mindset behind. And, and to me, it's no surprise. It's no surprise that there, there's more depression. There's more anxiety, right? Um, there's more suicide than ever before because we have added yes. on more stress, right? And we have mm -hmm. given no outlets 
to be able mm-hmm. to get rid of it. And so, yeah. you know, my therapist told me, right, trauma comes when we don't speak about it, right? Uh, we yeah. can have a very traumatic event. Someone can die, right? We can be abused. And where the real pain starts coming is when we stay quiet. We can stay quiet and silent in our own shame. And I think that was a very powerful um statement that she told me because she's like if if you're quiet that's where trauma starts digging its roots for sure i i love that i shouldn't like that about trauma i guess but you know what i mean (laughs) yes yeah yeah i I mean every you know and the more i coach the more that i did my own inner work and you can resonate with this Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. as well as that everyone has trauma and baggage and trauma is to the beholder mm-hmm. that when you start to realize that no one is perfect yeah. and we all have really ugly truths yeah it takes the weight off your shoulders a bit totally. you're like oh totally turns out we're, we're all in this together right right i know <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean you know one of the one of the questions that i that i, I ask a lot of my podcaster just was one of your greatest failures that led to success. And that was a very moving story for me, just reading, reading through that. I don't know if that's something that, that you're, you're willing to, to share. Um, but I think it touches on like trauma, right. And being able to voice that trauma, you know, like no matter how scary it is, you know, for me telling people that, that I deal with anxiety, right? I, that I deal with depression because mm-hmm. I don't want people to think that anxiety and depression doesn't happen, only happens to the people that are sad and quiet and in a corner, right? That it happens, it happens to all of us and that, that I struggle with these things, right? But he has brought me some of my best successes as well. Um, so I don't know if that's a story that, that, that you want to touch on or a different story um, and similar to it, but it's kind of up to you. I'm like... Sure, I will share it and giving it, I haven't given it a voice necessarily to anyone outside of my inner circle. I wow. touched on it a little bit on my own Instagram, uh, but it's one that, gosh, a, the, a decade ago, it still weighs so heavy and affects my decisions to today. And the story that Joel's talking about is that I was pulled over and received a DUI when I was 21, a week before I turned 22. And I ended up doing a ton of work. I got it dropped to a reckless driving ticket, which still honestly doesn't matter because I still have to check the box. Have you ever received a misdemeanor Mm. ever? Yeah. Still got to check it. Yeah. Because even though it's been over a decade, it still is a part of my past. Yeah. And applying to nursing school, I've had to explain the circumstances around it, what mm-hmm. I did to overcome it, how it has made me who I am today. And I actually, every time I check that box, I still have to explain. Getting yeah. life insurance now, yeah. I have to explain Right. that moment. And that moment doesn't define me as you know a person and part of what made that moment so heavy for me is that when i was a senior in high school i had a close friend that died from drinking and driving Mm. and it wrecked a lot of my friend group and our circle it was so your first human loss Mm-hmm. as a young human can be so heavy. And mm-hmm. I sat in an interview with a whole panel and my friend's family, and I had made the promise, I will not drink and drive. Here I was as a college senior. Yeah. I was the captain of the university's cheer team. I could have very much have been made uh, an example of. Sure. And I am thankful that I was not Uh, But I had to keep quiet because I didn't want that Mm -hmm. to happen. So Mm -hmm. I had to hide the heaviness of my situation and seeking help with lawyers and 
sitting through substance abuse class and I remember sitting there being like I don't belong here I am a good like I'm a good person I don't belong in this class Mm -hmm. like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. and then I asked myself the question what if I do belong here and it hit me like a ton of bricks like Mm -hmm. oh my god I do belong here like oh my gosh and I owned up in that moment to my wrongdoings and that I began to see really how alcohol was serving my life and how heavy it was making my life. And I actually really have CrossFit to thank for pulling me truly out of what alcohol was doing and that I couldn't, I would drink a beer and go work out Mm -hmm. and then drink another beer. And like, that was like my recovery like, eh, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. And then I realized I wanted to compete at a high level and alcohol doesn't serve you in that. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Mm-mm. And Kirk, uh, people have always seen that, you know, mine and Kirk's relationship is like this, like perfect yeah, yeah, yeah. marriage. Everyone struggles. We really struggled because of alcohol. I think, you know, from I own up to my side of it, but God, it was so detrimental to the beginning of our relationship. Wow. And overcoming that is, I mean, it's everything. It's how I show up for people and how I can be empathetic to their inner demons. Yes. That we can have addictions in so many different ways. Mm. And overcoming it isn't just... A simple stop. Yes. <laughs> that cold turkey doesn't stop. Yeah, <laughs> like it right. doesn't work for for everyone. And right. uh, I can say now that I am proud of the work that I've done for that. Yeah. So thank you, Joel, for yeah. allowing me to share that. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I haven't really given it words besides on pieces of paper wow. that I have to click. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have screwed up in my life. Wow. Wow. Well, I mean, first and foremost, thank you so much for uh, taking the courage to be able to say that because, I mean, not only is that a hard thing to say, but being a leader to other people, you know, we almost, and I don't know if you feel this way, there's almost like this expectation, you know, like, you know, where there's like, no, you don't do that. That's, that's, you I mean, I do that, but you don't, Yeah. you know, and it's like, ah, and I think it's really important for leaders such as yourself and and for for me and so many others to be able to go, I'm not perfect, you guys. And I really struggle with this. And actually, let me, let me tell you where I'm soiled, that here's my Mm -hmm. past and vulnerability creates a trust and a bond that is really, truly unbreakable. When somebody puts their heart out there, it, it and when I do it with my clients, they're going, hey, I just want to let you know, like, here's where I'm from. Like, this is where I'm coming from. And they kind of like aghast. But then they go, wow, you're human. Like, you're not this, yeah. like, this super figure or whatever else, right? And, right? and you have a lot of that because, you know, you, I mean, you're such an amazing athlete. You do have that amazing attitude, right? There's so many characteristics where people would look at you and go, like, I want those. I want what Jill has. I want mm-hmm. the body that Jill has. I want the family that Jill has. I want the husband that Jill has, right? I don't know if I want the last name. I'm just kidding, Kirk. I'm just kidding. I'm just, that's, just, that's just a tease for I Kirk. I hate signing it. There's so yeah, many yeah. cursive R's are the worst. Yeah, that's, it is. It is hard. It is hard. Um, but I, I, think it's, but yes. I, I think it's really amazing that, that, that you shared that. And I really appreciate you putting that down on paper and, that, and then being willing to, to talk about it. Yeah. So, so thank you. I'd say like any time, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> right, right. Sharing the heavy stuff isn't actually that fun. And no. it took me a long time mm-hmm. to get there and a lot of layers to mm-hmm. unpeel mm-hmm. for me to feel okay with even like sharing that. Yeah. Because I'm sure a lot of even some of my closest friends will be like, what? Yeah. You went through that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Yeah. But I mean, think, think, think about like, again, it's scary to be able to be vulnerable, 
right? The first time that I was vulnerable oh, and, any, sure. and any other time that I'm vulnerable, right? And it's so uncomfortable and you're not sure and what's going to happen and, and it's scary. And to be able to show people and not only show, but now also be able to connect like, no, I get it. Like, thank you. And I meant that sincerely because I've done it myself. So for you to do that, I've done it myself and I know I know how difficult it can be. So it truly means a lot to me. And I would say it would mean the same to your clients of being able to go like, we can resonate. We went through that mm -hmm. hard step of going, I really don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, for sure. Totally. And, you know, in, I say in my coaching container, I like to create safety and confidentiality and making really big agreements that what is said yes. in our container stays, stays with us. And as a nurse, yes. I live under my scope of practice and under HIPAA. So mm. I'm not sharing mm -hmm. with the world and nurses are the most trusted medical profession. Yeah. And I really, really value that in being able to create a space for that vulnerability yeah. to be laid out there in order to receive love and kindness and being able to feel even with all the dirty and the mess that you're still enough. Yeah. Gosh, that is so good, Jill. You guys, if anybody's listening and has not uh, started following Jill immediately, stop this podcast. Go follow Jill. It's what? What's your Instagram handle? Coachjill.co. Oh, follow it. She is fire, and she Coachjill Concepts. Yes, she she uh, and and we'll give we'll give you a ton of plugs at the end. Um, but uh, uh, she she posts a bunch of great stuff every single day. I'm always kind of looking at it and going, oh yeah, that's really good stuff, right? Um, that I probably will use. Uh, so thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, wh one of the questions we got we got about uh, about eight minutes left. One of yeah. the questions that that I had for you is if you had if you had a magic wand, right? And and you could change one thing about life after birth, whether it's mindset, whether it's physical, whether it's spiritual, like if you could get, give like the magic pill to your clients and say like, hey, here it is. Like this is, this is what we're going to hit because this is what you see the reoccurring theme of and something that people really struggle with. What would be that? that magic wish or that magic pill, what, what would be the number one solve and why? Oh, Ooh, that's a good one. Oh. Got, you. Part, got you. Part of it, you know, and what first comes to my mind is loving support and open ears that aren't there to fix you. And part of that is, finding that support person mm -hmm. and asking them to be that. That person for Ooh. me was, I paid for a doula, but also my sister-in-law came in clutch that she showed up and just listened to my, my crazy and validated yeah. it. Yeah. Rather than being like, well, have you tried this? Or have you tried this? Or have you right, tried right, this? Right. And you're like, yeah. I don't yeah. know. They're just not sleeping. I'm not sleeping. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm like, oh, magic. And that, I would say that that theme is across the board for everyone. And yeah. moms are lonely. And they need at least one person at a minimum mm. that can give that kind of love and support. Mm -hmm. And if I could do it for free, I would love to be that person for everyone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if I didn't have my own bills to pay. Right. But, right. Uh, and that person needs to be whatever they are to you. And I, 
think your significant other can be that person, but I think you need someone yes. outside of that inner relationship. I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, even just talking with you now, it's like, I, I there there is no way that I'm not going to suggest somebody to work with you after a pregnancy. Like everything you said made so much sense. Like I would want my wife to work with you, right? Because you're so dead on. Yes, having your significant other is, is amazing and it's great, but they are also losing sleep. They are also having the pressures of being a new parent. They are also trying to figure everything else out too. And so, hey guys, like you can get help too. You don't have to be the prideful, egotistical. You can go out and go, Dude, this is being really difficult, really hard for me because, again, trauma happens when we don't speak about it, right? And going to something like substances in terms of alcohol or, you know, getting away and going to the, the scene with your buddies and watching the football game or so on and so forth it is, not the, is not the answer, right? Being mm -hmm. able to be able to say, I feel really traumatized that my wife is so depressed and I can't find a solution to it because I'm a guy mm -hmm. and I want to find a solution, right? <laughs> Instead of just going... So glad you said that. Yes, yes. men want to fix. Yep. Hey, what is it, right? What tool do I have? How can I look this yes. up, right? I, there has to be a way to fix this, right? Yeah. And you're like, it, I'm not broken. Yes. Yeah. I just need somebody to listen to me complain for a hot minute. Yeah. And with a hot cup of coffee, please. Yes, please. Yeah, can yeah. Can it be hot, please? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can I take a shower? Is it... Please? Can you talk to me while I'm in the shower? I don't know. Is it, Hair, I always up? in a ponytail. It's oh, fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Um, okay, a few other things that, that, I, that I saw on um, these questions that I have that I want to touch on. Yes. Um, your talent. Hit it to us. We got, we got a short amount of time left here. Oh, Tell us about your talent. You love, here. you love my special talent that I, I it, am yeah. left-handed. I write left-handed, but I color right. In softball, which I told you I played competitively yeah, for, yeah. I hit both yep. left and right. Yep. And you know, when it comes to learning new skills with my hands, I get really confused. Mm -hmm. So as much as it's like a superpower, I also like when I was learning how to place IVs in patients, I was like, uh, "Is it this hand or the other hand?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I'll one use, works? I I'll don't use know. both. 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 <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um, one of the best purchases that you have made this year and why? A lot of moms are going to like this. Uh, yes. So I actually was given this suggestion by a, this by another mom, but I felt a lot of resistance because, of course, spending money on yourself in motherhood is hard because yeah. all your money and energy goes towards your baby. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. This is one that serves both mom and baby, I think, just as good, and that is the Osprey Poco hiking backpack. So if you like to be outdoors, you want your baby on you. It like has this pull out canopy hood for shade, yes. which my baby has hated sunshine from the yeah. very beginning. I don't recommend having a baby in the middle of winter. Uh, <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> it's bright. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it has helped give me so much more freedom that I have I like wish I would have bought it way sooner, but also we were covered in smoke, so it didn't matter. Yes. Anyway. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> that those those backpacks are huge and getting one that is comfortable, right, from yes. from what I know is well worth its money. And it oh, sounds yes. and it sounds like you completely agree with that. Yes. Um I want you to tell me about tell me about the book, right? Because uh Brene Brown is somebody that I that I know and, and really appreciate, but I don't know if everybody else knows about Brene Brown. Tell us about that 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 book. So it's like if you don't know Brene Brown, like you must be living under a rock. Like she, Brene Brown for president. Um, That's right. She studies, she studies vulnerability, and looks at it from so many different lenses, and that. In that book, she talks about the arena and that the people that are in the arena fighting with you, like you're a gladiator, yes. are the only people that you should care about. Yes. And she is just so spot on in everything that she says. She has a podcast, a million different other books, yep. uh, looking at yourself, how you raise your, the humans in your life, how you mm -hmm. interact with them. She's just brilliant. She is brilliant. And the book is... 
Daring, Daring Gra- Greatly. Daring Greatly. Yes. So you guys, if you don't know Brene Brown, you can follow her. I don't know what her Instagram handle is. You can get on her podcast. She has some great podcasts and she has some amazing books. So if you don't know Brene yes. Brown, get to know her. Um, if yes. you could deliver one message to the world, what would it be? So I think I said this a little bit uh, earlier, mm-hmm. but it is that knowing, I think I put it all caps on your thing there, you but it is I am enough. Mm-hmm. And so many people feel so small in their world yeah. and you are not broken. You do not need to be fixed. Yes. You are enough. Gosh, I love that. That is, that is, and a lot of people don't, I mean, pregnancy, not pregnancy, right? One of the biggest things yes. is getting people to say, I am, that is what I have found to be stifling in any kind of vision or story work or encouragement, right? It's like, well, mm-hmm. I, w- I would like to be this person instead of I am this person, right? Yes. And, and yes. so that, that's a, that's a big one. And two, two last things that I want to touch on is the best advice that you've ever received because this was fire. And, uh, I know, I know the, uh, kinesiology professor you're talking about, but give yes. us that quote, because I think for all of you go getters and 100 percenters, this is a fantastic quote, hit them with it. Yes. Yeah, so my prior boss slash kinesiology professor slash uh huge mentor yeah. in uh post college years mm-hmm. uh michael spivak owner of active physical therapy but uh he always told me you can do anything you want in life but you can't do it all mm. and i would be like god damn it mike but i want to do everything all of it i'm doing all of these things this weekend i'm gonna make them happen and then I've realized that you get burnt out and you end up flat on the ground and mm. none of it felt good. Mm. So you can do anything, but you can't do it all. So find your priorities. Mm. God, trademark that, put it up on a billboard. That is straight <laughs> fire. <laughs> and the, the last thing that I want to leave with is when you need a break, you like to get outside, but what specifically do you like to do? Being barefoot on the grass. Uh, barefoot. So gotta be barefoot. Gotta no be socks. Barefoot. No socks. Even if it's cold, if yes. it's zero degrees in Reno, frozen grass, it's fine. But this is something that I've always done since I was little. And, yep. you know, doing my board certification, grounding or mm-hmm. earthing mm-hmm. is the term used for it and we have such a deep connection to our earth yes and acknowledging that as part of us is so big i'll use it as a refresh especially now postpartum where minutes are fleeting self-care mm-hmm. is fleeting mm-hmm. but just big deep breaths hopefully the sun is out it's not smoky yes and yes. all is good yeah, let me show you what I've been standing on the entire time. Ooh. Yes. Nobody <laughs> can see it on the podcast, but I am showing her my earthing mat. I'm grounded. Yes, I'm, I'm I grounded love that. right now. Grounded. Yeah, I just I had to throw that out there, Joe, because I, I talk to my clients about it and they're they you know, they start going like, Whoa, okay, granola. You know, like yeah, that, yeah, that's right? a little weird. Toes okay. in the soil. Yeah, that's okay. Like that's really, yeah. and I'm like, uh, we came from the earth, um, thousands of years. Like, you, you, it, or let's just get to it, guys. Just put your dang feet in the gosh dang earth, okay? Don't get, right? don't make it weird. I just know. do it. Our genetics haven't changed in a very long time, so just honor it. <laughs> just honor it. Just honor it. Okay, um, Jill. If people is are moved and they're like, "Wow, I want to work with Jill," how do they get a hold of you? Um, where would they they start to be able to start working with you? So most of my clients come from social media via Instagram. I think it's where I have built a lot of trust via my own story. 
storytelling, I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people want to see who you are. Like, are you a real human? I think more than what my like website shows my website and my Instagram handle are coachjill.co. Those are the best places to contact me, message me through. Um, My email is through my website. If you find yourself scrolling through there, want to connect. I enroll via my wait list. I can only take so many humans at a time. Mm -hmm. So uh, unless someone shares their story with me and I am very moved by it, which I typically am. Yeah. I yeah. love all humans. Yeah, I was about to say. Uh, then I take you on as a client, but I kind of enroll as a, on a needs basis. I'm not just always taking on all the new people yeah. all the time. So those are the best places to connect with me and to help build a bond with me. I love to connect with people over social media and, send messages and pictures and yeah. share all the things. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So it, it, guys, if you want to get a hold of, of Coach Jill, um, head to any of those different channels, be able to just get in contact with her. She's fantastic to talk to. She will, she will chat you up. Uh, regardless of whether you're going to, you know, uh, pay her to work with her or not. She is a fantastic person. I feel so humbled to be able to have you on the show today, Jill. It was all my pleasure. You get no pleasure. It's just mine. Um, And I would love to be able to do this again um, in the future because we could talk about grounding and, you know, we didn't even touch on water. (laughs) I know. We didn't even touch on water, man. We could we could go really drink deep it. With that. That's yeah. the point of the story. Just drink it, guys. Drink your water. Drink more water. Yeah, yeah. I mean, geez, Louise. Thank okay. you so much for having me, Joel. It's been uh, a lot of fun. Absolutely, Coach Jill. It was awesome. You guys, tune in next week. We will be live Thursday, twelve thirty, with the next show. I have Kim coming on the show. She is an awesome individual as well. I'll post more of that coming later. Jill, once again. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. We will catch up soon. Bye. All right. See ya.